We're all searching for our happiness. We're all looking for that tipping point that can take us to wherever it is that we desire to go. For some of us, the journey toward happiness may be a fairly straightforward path, while others of us may wind up taking a few side trips and detours first. Regardless of the path that we take, the experiences we have are all valuable in helping us to discover the truth of who we are. In today's episode, I speak with a young woman in her early 20s by the name of Liba Bernath. Liba and I met earlier this year on our way home from a conference we had both attended. Before I'd even spoken to her, I could tell she was bright and witty and definitely a go-getter. Her personality and energy had a certain magnetism about it, and from that, I could tell she was already well on her way to doing great things in this world. We got to talking about what she did for a living, and it only intrigued me more. So I invited her to share her story with us today about how she became a successful entrepreneur as a professional video marketer, almost by accident even, and what she had discovered along the way that has helped her to create a life that she loves. At the end of the interview, she also shares a few tips with us, and we talk a little bit about the impacts of social media. I'm excited to be able to share her story with you, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome. I'm your host, Jen Stickney, and you're listening to Simply Authentic. Thank you, Liba, for joining me today. My pleasure. I'm so very excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I wanted to share with everybody the story of how you became a professional video marketer. And you and I met while we were traveling from Nashville to Chicago. And it was just kind of a happenstance. I heard you talking to a couple of other women about what you do, and I really wanted to hear more. So I struck up a conversation with you as well. And from there, that's kind of where things started. So would you please share for the listeners how it is that you got started? Because I think your story is incredibly fascinating. And I think it's really inspirational as well. So can you share with us a little bit about what your life looks like right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am super excited, one, to just be on, on your show, but also that you reached out to me when you were in the airport. Uh, it was cool. We, you know, we both met at an event in Nashville that kind of brought all business owners together that are interested in marketing and kind of getting their message out there. And for me, it was kind of interesting because I actually have an, I do have an interesting background, which we spoke about briefly in the airport. I don't have the conventional, you know, went to school, got grades, went to college, got a job and, you know, did that, did that path. I definitely was more of the, hey, let's start businesses in high school and see where I end up. And I went to multiple different high schools. I studied abroad in Israel. I did a lot of different things. And when I finished high school, I came back to the States and I did what I thought I had to do, which was go to college and started in a community college. But just my personality, I couldn't help myself. I guess I just attracted another person who was like minded and wanted to start an online business. So my first semester in I'm 17, I just turned 18. And we started this online business together, failed miserably. (laughs) I lost a lot of money. Oh, no. Yeah, but you know, it was a great I mean, a lot of money for for an 18 year old, right? Um, Okay. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, I wish that was that. (laughs) But and then, you know, from there, I guess a spark inside me just went on fire. And I have never stopped trying to start a business since. And I'll tell you, 
uh, especially for the listeners that are, are maybe feeling this. I got a lot of negative attention as a job hopper, as someone who didn't know what she was doing. I was going to constantly be changing my job every six to months to a year. People would make fun. And it was really, really, really painful and hard. But I have to say, like, because of all of that, I ended up at New York Life. And that's a funny story in itself, how I got that job. I went to a career fair I wasn't invited to. It was job changers that were making six figures plus. I just turned 19. I literally found the event online, put on a suit and just went. And (laughs) I just sat in the front row. So that way, every person that spoke about the careers that they were offering saw me. That way, when I went to all the tables that offered the jobs, they knew me, they saw me. Funnily enough, I was taking notes, but I don't know how to take notes fast enough for people to speak. I was just taking notes to make it look like I was like super engaged. Just I really was trying to show them like, you know, I'm young, but I am serious and I want I want something more. Anyway, it was actually funny. A prudential advisor saw me, was interested in me. They had a seven interview process. Wow. I, yeah, and I couldn't believe that I got through it because there was like 50 people that applied. And honestly, like seven of us made it through and I was one of them. And I was shocked. But because of that experience, I ended up going to a class that I needed to learn to get my financial advisor's license. Mind you, not good at school, failing my tests 80 times. They each cost like a couple hundred bucks to take. I don't even remember anymore. And I meet this girl from New York life. And that's where my entire world shifted. She ended up being like, yeah, let's study together. And I went to New York life, met her senior partner. And I was like, you guys are the people I want to run with. After two years of working at New York life, I was really struggling because I realized I'm young and I do not even know what a mortgage is. And I'm trying (laughs) to tell people save for retirement and insurance and is so good for you and your family and da, 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 da. And even though I had all the practical information, I literally felt like a fraud. And I learned very quickly that my number one skill set was being able to tell a story and convey a message and build relationships. Before I knew it, all my business was coming from social media. I realized I had a knack for it. I ended up reading countless amount of books on it. And I was, I was just having such a high from getting business online more than actually doing the business itself. Long story short, I meet my husband. And even in the beginning process of our dating, he's like, you really hate financial services, but you love social media. Why don't you just do social media? (laughs) And that is the beginning of Bernath Media. We are in our second year already. And it started off as just managing people's social media accounts, right? Right. Um, Then I realized by, by accident, this is what's so crazy. Like, and this is what I really hope people will get from this podcast. Just do don't think just do just because I really wanted a client really badly. And I was kept thinking of what I could offer them to make them hire me. And so I was like, and I'm going to give you a free video on top of that. And I'm really good at sales, right? And storytelling. So I line out with beautiful words, this whole video that we're going to offer them, not knowing at all how much videos cost to make. (laughs) I've never directed. I've never held a camera. Didn't know what a lighting was. I ended up producing something that was actually pretty incredible. And from there, we have produced over 30 videos in our first year. Wow. You know, already we're going nationwide. We've I've flown my crew out to Pittsburgh to produce 10 videos there for a local company. We have interest in California, Florida. We've now obviously gotten bigger projects. Now bigger and larger medical facilities are interested in higher end. And I, I won't say it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, from the conversation that we had, you really sounded like you struggled a bit just to get to where you are. I mean, you had a lot of, you know, we all have to jump through hoops. We all have to take chances. And clearly taking chances was not something you were afraid of. 
And I think that's kind of inspiring when you really want something, if you put your mind to it, you can make it happen, but you have to take the steps. You have to take the risks. You have to just kind of take that leap of faith that it's all going to work out. And you've been really good at doing that from the stories that I've heard. I think it's inspiring as well that you had, like you had mentioned, a lot of doubters around you, a lot of people putting you down. I think, did it come from your parents or your friends? I don't remember exactly, but I know that there was a lot of a lot of people that were not rooting for you. Yeah. So actually, my father is very entrepreneurial. It happens to be he has degrees and he's extremely intellectual and he has a lot of papers backing up his intelligence and experience. But he himself is has an entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm one of six kids. I'm the youngest. And my incredible mother had six kids in like seven years and a couple months. And I'll tell you where, where most of the struggle came from, and especially I think the support for your listeners. By the time I was 18, 19, 20, I could not give two hoots about people's opinions only because from middle school, I was already experimenting and I've already gone all the rejection and all the making fun of. And I was in a, a private girl's school and I definitely got bullied for having probably the poorest grades, like in, in certain <laughs> subjects. And it just happened. And it's kind of sad actually to think about it because now I look at high school kids or elementary kids and I'm like, man, like I, I can relate so much. But I tell you, like my mother supported everything that I did. When I dropped out of college, she said I did the right thing. When I'd come home from school nice. and my teacher said that I was stupid, she said, the teacher's stupid, you're going to be fine. My siblings were not as supportive. And that was really hard because they're all really smart and intelligent and they all have degrees and really high paying jobs. And they gave me a really hard time. Now... It's a running joke in the family that <laughs> when they need money or like it's like a joke or something, my brother's like, oh, I have college debt, Leva. You want to help me out after you know, years of being bullied by, by, his, by his comments? But we grew up. And I have to tell you, like, this is something that I tell myself most days. As you know, I hosted a 30-day live video challenge. I went live. Yes, I was uh, part of that. <laughs> it was so intimidating. One, I'm still new to Chicago and everyone that's connected to Chicago is now connected to my page. And I was like, oh my gosh, nobody even knows what I do. And I'm going live for 30 days. And I literally just reminded myself, nobody's opinions pay my bills. Nobody's opinions pay my car, my lifestyle, the traveling, the fun things that I want, the charity that I give. I just experienced already so much of that at a younger stage in life that I was like, screw it. You want to talk, talk. It does limit, obviously, my social circles, I don't enjoy being around people that don't have the growth oriented mindset, people that don't want more out of life. I find that my social circles are people who take risks and own businesses. It makes it also easier for me because I surround myself with people that go, oh, Lee, but that's a new crazy idea. Run with it. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, it is important to surround yourself with the people that have similar mindsets and similar drive and similar just energy about them, ambition, because if you're not around those types of people, you do get a lot of, oh, are you sure? You should really slow down. You're going way too fast. Or why are you doing right, that? Take a break. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to take a break because then nothing happens. I'm not going to stay in my little comfort box. <laughs> I feel like there's a balance because especially for people like you and me, which is why I connected with you and, and I, I liked you off the bat. But I feel for people like you and me, there is a and I'm so glad you actually brought this concept up because for people like you and me, we don't get on social media and see other people succeed and get jealous. We literally thrive off of watching our friends succeed. Like when I see yeah. you post like an accomplishment, I tell my husband, I'm like, this is my friend. I'm super excited. But what we also do is we are victims of the social media platforms that make us feel like we aren't doing enough. Don't you agree? There are platforms yes. that are like, 
why aren't you waking up at 4.30 and journaling and, <laughs> and praying and, and, and meditating and doing your four cups of water before you start work? And some days, guys, it is okay to wake up at nine and have coffee and read a book. That is the power of being your own business owner. And I think that if that, I'm sure you have listeners that are like you, otherwise they wouldn't, you know, obviously would be listening to your podcast. They want to learn from you. And I hope that they'll hear that because guys, as maybe four months ago, I have put a social media, not ban on myself, but I have hours in the day that I allocate myself to go on to respond to my connections and my Facebook page engagements mm -hmm. to go into other pages to learn how to better market myself. And then I get off. I do not scroll. I do not spend time because I was so depressed. I thought I wasn't doing enough. And here I am. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm young, but I'm 22. I run a company. I'm doing okay. And I felt like I was going nowhere and accomplishing nothing. And that is not how you should feel when you are working hard and succeeding. Right. I have similar I guess, restraints on myself as well. And I have my calendar marked off for certain times of the day where I can respond to email and for certain right. times of the day where I will do my Facebook posts or my social media stuff because I don't want to get sucked into spending all the time. I'm not, I'm not interested in doing things that aren't helping me succeed, that aren't helping me to get somewhere. And I guess that's different because people, some people say, well, you need to learn how to relax. And part of me is saying, but I really enjoy what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> I, so it's relaxing to do it. <laughs> right, right. So I'm getting fulfillment out of doing what I do. And so, yes, I think that's why, why you and I connected because we are very similar in those type of mentalities and our drive and our ambition and the ability to take risks. And I think for those who are listening and those who had a similar start with yours, it took me a little bit longer to get to where you are because I didn't have a bunch of people telling me I couldn't do it. I had myself telling me I couldn't do it. And so I had to get over just my own self-doubt. But when you have other people that you kind of have to overcome and everybody's putting you down and you have to find a way to break free from that and rise above it, I think you kind of get a leg up on that type of mindset of how to just say, you know what, watch me. And that's how I am now. Because I used right. to kind of hide and do things quietly. And now I'm just like, you say I can't do it? Okay, well, <laughs> watch me. Watch me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's an important mindset to have when you're trying to, I guess, accomplish anything, really. But I think that a lot of people, and I think this ties into a couple of things. Because I, I used to be on the other side where I would bash people who went to college and be like, you guys are going to work for me. Like, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm the business owner. All you brainiacs. And that's how I would go. And even I would like blast it on social media. And obviously now I'm a little bit embarrassed of how I was coping with the verbal and social media, uh, quote unquote, abuse that I was getting because people were really nasty. And so I was coping by being, please, guys, y'all going to work for me. But I think that if you have parents that listen to your podcast, I get it. Everyone wants their kid to be XYZ so that they can be proud. But I think more than ever today, we're in a place where if you don't allow your kid to thrive in something that they're good at, or, if, or your friends, your family, your spouse, let them try and fail. We're living longer today. We have more time. What's the worst that could happen? And that's what I tell myself, by the way. I did not start Bernath Media on purpose. I was madly in love with my husband and he and I are adventurous people and we just wanted to travel all the time. When you do insurance sales, it is like a revolving, I can think of it like a rat wheel and whatever you do in month one will supply you in month two and it keeps working like that. So when you go on a month vacation, your entire cycle stops and you have no income. I was managing people's social media in the beginning just to have freedom, to just be like, okay, I have Wi-Fi, I can make money. And that's how it really got started 
two months in, I, I replaced my insurance income and I'm like, holy crap, like there's an abundance of money in the world. Like, whoa. <laughs> and this might've happened with you too, maybe, or maybe some of your listeners can relate. I got successful very quickly, but that was also my biggest downfall. What does Tony Robbins say? People overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in 10. Yes. I thought my first year was going to go at the rate that my first couple months went and I hired and I expanded and I added services and it was a great learning experience, a huge loss. I don't want to say I regret it because I don't believe you should live life with regret. But if I went back, I wouldn't have hired again. And so I hope that for your listeners that are starting businesses, even if, because my husband was like, hire, I want more of your time. You're working 80 hours, like hire. So I did because I envisioned that I could, but the hardest part of your business in the beginning is just creating systems and bringing in business. You don't need more than that. Make some money, stockpile cash, spend the time, don't hire. I actually wrote an article on that on my LinkedIn page, which you can find uh, just under my name, Liba, Dylan, Bernath. And I wrote an article on uh, hiring too quickly. And I really hope that it saves people because I have lost thousands of dollars in bad hiring. But I guess I consider that my college tuition. All of my experiences and all the money that I've lost throughout the years, that's my money and time in all the webinars and seminars. That's my tuition right. to get to where I'm at today. I actually have a very similar story too of doing the same thing, hiring because I had a business partner and we were you know, ambitious and thought we would be further along and thought we could do more in the first year. I mean, it worked out, but other factors also then kind of worked again. Just it's the time where the market really started to take a downward spiral and we had people when we started having to let people go and that hurt. And looking back, I agree. I wouldn't have hired when we did. Yes, the, the help was good, but I think we could have done more to get more processes in place, get more of a standard practice in place. And so we were doing all that too, but I think we could have waited and saved some money and probably had a better foundation in place rather than jumping on board right away. So I'm not doing the same kind of things that I was back then, but I think that article of yours would be really interesting. And I'll make sure that we include a link to it in the uh, description of this podcast, because I think people might want to check that out. Knowing when to hire is really important for any business. I also think just for your listeners as well, knowing when to hire is really important because I have a skill set that I think most people don't. And that is my ability to sell. And I don't say that immodestly. Like I used to be totally Wolf of Wall Street, hard sell. I did door to door. I worked for Verizon Fox. I had a lot of experiences that built up my ability to build relationships today. And that is why video is so powerful because mm -hmm. you can sell and tell a story, but yes. in the most authentic and educational way where you're really just solving problems. And I sometimes just want to scream on Facebook to all of these people that are, are posting or doing ads or whatever. Life would be so much easier if you were solving people's problems. They're going to come to you anyway. Right. And that's, I mean, that's why you're doing this podcast. You're solving people's problems. You're answering questions in advance. You're bringing people value. And obviously the higher ticket amount that you're trying to sell, like my videos can range anywhere from 10 to $25,000 on the lower end project. And, you know, no, I don't get eight sales every day, right. you know, like I used to at insurance sales, but when I get that two a month or three a month, it's a great month. And yeah. I love my life. Yeah. I'm not doing something to just put money in the bank. And I think if most people woke up every morning and decided, am I just putting money in the bank yeah. or am I supplying money in the bank, living a life that I want to, and being able to spend time with people that I love, if the, if the answer to that is yes, then you're in a good place. Yes. 
that's perfect. If you're not following your passion and not following something that makes you feel good, it's not sustainable. It's not. For example, I've gone through, I can't count and we'd be here forever if I literally <laughs> named off everything that I've done from when I started profession. Like at 14, I went to a business networking event with my father and I went up to business owners and asked them to intern for free. And from there, that's where, you know, and I, if money was just the answer, right? Mm -hmm. If money was just the answer, I probably would still be in financial services. There's great money there. It's kind of scary. My husband and I talk about it. Lawyers, even in New York City where, or wherever they are that can bill $2,500 an hour, they have the highest rate of suicide. That's one of the professions that have the highest rate of suicide. Yes, I've and heard that stat too. Right? Like money obviously clearly is not enough. Yes. You got to have something that really fulfills you. Right. Fills your soul. 100%. If you had three things, three words of advice, three tips that you could offer to somebody, what would they be for somebody who's trying to get into finding more passion or trying to jump into that part of their life where they can do something that really is more fulfilling and taking that leap of faith that you did, what are three things that you could offer them? So the first thing I would tell someone is this, just try it. The first thing I could say to someone is stop overthinking it just try it because what is the worst that can happen? And I think that's a Brandon Bouchard method. I love, I love his book so much. Just try it. I go through this with my husband. He's a developer and he does big projects and there's huge risk, obviously huge reward. I go, what's the worst that can happen? Are we going to go hungry? Are we going to die? We're going to lose our family. Are we going to starve? Are we going to lose our house? We ask these kinds of questions. Guys, I thought insurance was my forever. I thought that makeup was my forever. Just try it. And if you don't like it, who cares? Move on to the next. You, whatever age you are, 20, 30, 40, 50, a couple years of your life that you are loving what you're doing and you're finding out what that passion is better than sticking where you are and being unhappy forever. Yes. So that'd be one. I would say the second piece of advice is choose your friends really wisely. Whenever I'm around people that are doing better than me, and I'm not just saying monetarily, like are positive thinkers and they don't gossip and they are they're into their fitness and they're into their community service. I notice my mindset, where I am, where I go, how much faster I move when I'm around people that gossip and, and it's about the latest and greatest and I'm around people that want to spend money and not make money, like you'll stunt your growth. So definitely your circle is going to dictate where you are. <laughs> Lastly, I would say, and this is, I, I'm, this might not be for everyone. This is for me specifically, let go of your self anger. I'm super disappointed in myself most days at where I'm at, where I'm at in life right now. At this stage, I thought I'd be so much further along and just let it go. The only thing that matters is if you can go to sleep at night and say, I lived, a, I lived today with purpose. I might've made a difference in someone's life. I have powerful connections. I, I have meaning. And that matters more than making 10 grand a day. And I think another way to just uh, as a tip on that tip, right? <laughs> Get off social media because the only reason you should be on social media is either to build your business or to get inspired and then get off. Yes. Don't stay there and, and, and scroll and scroll and hear people. And maybe you're not someone who's listening to Andy Frasilla yell at you about, you know, you're not working hard enough, which by the way, I love Andy, but I can't <laughs> listen to him too much because he makes me hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my three tips. And awesome. I believe off of those tips and you can accomplish so much. <laughs> But I think that's, I, I really like those. And I think those are all really great words to to think about. And I think kind of your three and a half uh, tip there was also something that kind of hit home with recently I've been looking at 
how social media is affecting us in our mindset and our minds and our self-confidence. It's actually, they have studies now finally that social media is depressing people. So it's very, it's, it's a very negative thing. It has a very negative impact for kids and our youth. And so, yes, there are studies out there and I, myself, I can't handle being on social media for very long. It's just, it doesn't feel good. So I'm there for work and that's about it. Uh, I feel guilty at times because I don't share all of my personal stuff. I don't share all the stuff about my friends and my, my family and my kids. And, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but that's okay. I, it's just not me. So I don't want to be out there for that. I think something that's super, super important for you to realize is that when you get on social media and you see someone who has a perfect banner and a perfect picture and looks like they have a perfect family and they're driving beautiful cars and all these different things and you're like, whoa, how are they running such a big business and on social media and doing live videos every day? Why is it so, how do they, how do they have today? Let me explain to you something. We all the same 24 hours in a day. They are using hours in a day to be on social media that you might be using to walk on the beach with your husband or have that phone call with your mom. They're just allocating their time differently because if they're going live every day at 2 PM and you're every day at 2 PM spending time with someone that matters, that doesn't mean that you're spending your time wrong and you should be focused on your business. Blah, 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 blah. It just means that that's how they're allocating their time. And I also strongly want your listeners and I'm going to you know, share this podcast myself and hope that people will hear this message. Social media is a fabrication of the highlights of people's lives. I'm telling you, I know Instagrammers that have 200,000 plus followers and most beautiful filters and most beautiful outfits. And they are broke. They are waitressing. They buy clothes on Amazon to model and to sell them and then send them back to Amazon. They're not where you want to be. And then there are people that are, are killing it in life and, and they're not so active on social. So don't get swallowed in the whirlwind of social media and being like, wow, I wish I wish I wish. Get off, take action, post when you want to. Likes do not result in dollar bills in the bank account. Yes, it's a very good point. You know, right. <laughs> people forget that though. Well, this has all been fantastic. And I really appreciate you taking the time to get on this podcast with me and share your story. Yeah. So I look forward. I mean, maybe there are some other topics that we, I think, probably will be covering later on. I'd love to hear more specifically about how you help your clients tell an authentic story about themselves. I don't know. I just love watching your videos and Thank reading you. about what you've been doing and how you work with your clients. I love it. So, And, I, and for your viewers to know if they want to follow me on social media, we always are interested in exciting businesses that are looking for more creative ways to tell stories. I think everyone's really bored with the regular videos that are being posted. So feel free to follow us on, on social media and yeah. our videos. Can you spell that for them? It's Bernath Media, B-E-R-N-A-T-H, B as in boy, and then media. I'd also uh, let your viewers know that I am actually releasing a LinkedIn mastery course because I built my entire business on social media. 80% um, of it has come from LinkedIn from behind my computer, and we're closing five to ten to $15,000 contracts on the regular via LinkedIn. So I've created a step-by-step -step course. It has 30 modules in it. Literally, by the time you are done my course, you will not just know how to drive business, insane amounts of business to your own business. You could literally charge people to manage their own business online. That sounds excellent. I had the privilege of participating in some of your content for that, that I think was kind of spearheading some of that project. So definitely worth it. If anybody is interested in how to use LinkedIn, Liba really knows her stuff and it's always fun working with you. So I love your energy and it rubs off. So <laughs> 
keep going. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Bye. Bye. Love this episode? I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. When you do, you help me to reach more individuals just like you who are looking for a shift in perspective or to discover their own truth within. This episode was produced and edited by me, your host, Jen Stickney, using Adobe Audition as well as tools available at Anchor.fm, your one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. The music used in this podcast is titled Clear Progress by Scott Holmes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.